Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in the Big Five with D-Ray. I'm here with Villanova legend Dwayne Anderson. What's going on with you, D-A? Man, I appreciate it. Thank you. But I'm no legend, man. I'm just trying to be like you, man. No, so. no, no, I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> always I'm trying to get like you, man. I'm trying to get like you. But got you on the Big Five podcast. And we got to start off by asking, why Villanova? You know, why Villanova of all schools? Um, just on my visit, man, it, uh, coach is a mastermind at recruiting um, families as a whole. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she was just head over heels. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father knew um, that coach would get, you know, the best out of me basketball-wise. But my mother, she was just very impressed with the the, um, the academic approach, um, you know, helping you develop into a, like a, a man and a father one day. Yeah. And I remember just – I would never forget it. Uh, I was leaving um, on a – unofficial visit mm-hmm. we're in the car like we didn't pull off and then i said i don't know this this place just seems like home to me uh-huh. um and then my mom said so what are you waiting for i was like are you sure you want me to do it right now and this is, i was a junior in high school yeah so i, I ran back inside they, they probably thought i left so i ran <laughs> back inside and, and basically verbally committed um mm-hmm. my junior year too so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget it this place is, is special and as you can tell i'm back yeah. here so yeah all right, so being from the DMV, what was your perception of, I don't want to say just Villanova basketball, but Philly basketball, especially on the collegiate scene? Like, what was your perception of the Big Five before you got here? To be honest, um, not so much. The, like, the perception was just playing against Philly guards. Yeah. Uh, and they were just tough. Yes. Um, for example, I remember going up against um, J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's like Philly, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Who's of course with everything he's accomplished in his um in his basketball career, but anytime we played like a, a AAU team from Philly or, or that New Jersey New Jersey area, it was just gritty grind, yeah. and that's how it's like the DMV, as yeah. we say, um, ballers. That's how we we approach the game as well. Mm-hmm. So who do you think has the upper hand? I, I got to. Oh, it's no DMV. question, DMV. Oh, no question, God. no question. So y'all stick together. Y'all we, stay are we together. gonna stay together? I, the list goes on for the DMV players. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Y'all, y'all, like it's 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 no it's no secret the DMV you know puts out great players like in the league right now. You got Josh, you got Kevin Durant, you got you know Victor Oladipo. The DMV puts out a lot of great guys. It's just I'm not gonna lie, from my perspective. I feel like the DMV has a, uh, I have a smoothness to y'all. <laughs> like seriously, seriously, like it's the it's the thing that kind of had a pit pat down there. Like it's a, it's a smoothness to people who play from the DMV, and then it's like Philly is like it kind of it's so funny how it kind of embodies the city. Like when you think of DC as a city, DC is known as a it's a chill city. You know, right, it's calm. Right. It's kind of right in the middle. Kind of has a Midwest feel, quite honestly. And then Philly is just like. The, the term is overused at this point, but gritty. And then right. you get that from the players. I, I've never heard a player from the DMV say, no, we, we like that. You know, we, we welcome that. We, we're happy to have that. All right, so when you get up here, how does that perception change when you first start to play in the Big Five? Not Villanova, because obviously we could talk for days about Villanova, but how did your perception change when you first have a Big Five game? Um, so, of course, Coach prepped us about the Big Five. Mm-hmm. Um, and told us like he, um, these games are completely different. Yes. Um, 
it's going to come down to the end every game pretty much. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, every team wants to not only beat Villanova, but yeah. beat every other team in Philly. It's kind of like bragging rights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but nothing really I – mean, he, he definitely prepared us, but when you walk in the gym, it – it's a different atmosphere. It's a different feel. And uh-huh. um, my favorite place to play in the college, uh-huh. in college, hands down, is the Palestra. Just the feel, the vibe. Uh-huh. Like they're on top of um, they're on top of you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hot in there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's an it's a heck of an experience. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So I, I was you beat me to my next question. I was gonna ask you what was your favorite place. I gotta ask though. So if Palestra was your favorite place. What was your take on the Holy War? Because for me, that, like, I had never, for for the Big East, I've said it before, for the Big East, it was Seton Hall, Providence, and obviously the new Big East, Butler. Right. Well, for me, like, the three hardest places to play in because of Butler, just the tradition they have there, how they're on top of you in the same way. The fans aren't as nasty, but you feel it. You feel their energy in that building. New Jersey, Prudential Center, that's all you got to say. <laughs> like, anybody that knows it knows, like, it's reckless. And in Providence, I had never been so verbally assaulted in my life. <laughs> like, it's just, it, it really is a play. If that, as a competitor, you like that. It's just, once you step out of it, it's like, wow, that was that was crazy. I felt like the only place that you could get that was at St. Joe's mm-hmm. in, in the Big Five, to that degree. Like Temple fans, it was like, they were more focused on them. They had energy for you. Right. But something about that that holy war between St. Joe's and Villanova, what was it like when y'all played there? I know for us, it was ridiculous. Like, the things you heard. It was unreal. I mean, as soon as I I mean warm ups. Yes. They're on top of you, mm-hmm. yelling, screaming, I mean, the profanity, it all in you know, in the fun of the game, nothing disrespectful. Yeah. Kind of. But like <laughs> it it was fun. You love to play in those type of environments. Mm-hmm. Um and I just remember like this this I will always for the rest of my life remember that like the Hulk is like the Hulk is dead is what we try to like say. Yeah. Um but um Man, St. Joe's, man, that that place, man. Playing against those guys in, in that arena is is, and so during my four year run, uh-huh. hope I don't beat you to the punch. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Is that we've won the Big Five every year, and won, we we lost one game in my my four years, and it mm-hmm. was to St. Joe's. It was my junior year, and it seemed like they beat us by a hundred. <laughs> I mean, the fans loved it. The players were talking so much trash. Yes. Man, it it was. I think we ended up losing by twenty and thirty, but it's one of those games. It's just like, when is this game going to end? Uh huh. Um, but yeah, what made so it that, so difficult? I don't know, man. It was like it was like the way I don't know. They all everyone wants to beat us. Yeah. Everyone wants to beat Villanova. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. They just one of those nights where they could. They didn't. We didn't shoot the ball well. Yeah. And usually, you know, we try to have those games close. Yeah. So we didn't shoot the ball well, and they shot the ball extremely well. Yeah. I mean, they blew us out. I- I'll never, ever forget it, man. Never forget it. I wish I could re- erase it from my memory, but I just can't. <laughs> I was like, you probably never heard the end of it. No. That's, that's the word. I mean, I, I so like you, we pretty much, you know, we won every, we did win every game, but there were some games, uh, especially in my last year, that kind of came down the stretch, and it was just like if they went – like I remember thinking in the game, like if we don't win this game – I will never, <laughs> ever hear the end of this. Right. So one of the most underrated parts of the Big Five is kind of that uh, respect. And uh, it's, it's like anything else. You go through it, and quite frankly, you go through it together. Once you get out of it, there's a respect people who did. 
are you friends or were you at any point close with anybody that you competed with in the big five, especially after y'all were done? Um, I run into, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Don't do this to me right now. <laughs> uh, it was a tough guard at Temple. Um, we go to the same barbershop okay. and it's all love now. And okay. like we, we'll joke back and on, you know, on some of the games and, but like, like you said, like when you play those games, you hate yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimate competitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but during the summers, like when you played, like Sunny Hill was, uh, we always yeah. played Sunny Hill. It was all nothing but love because we respect uh-huh. it. But as soon as as soon as Sunny Hill was over in the season, like it was, it was, it was, um, it was no love. It was all hate. Okay, all right, all right, perfect. I gotta ask about that because you know I've been asked by several people. Merrill Reese, um, obviously football guy, but Merrill Reese had asked me how I felt about AAU and what that's doing to the game and your era that the the late you know um i guess you can call them early 2000s or you know i don't know what you would call those first 10 years in 2000s but that era was quite frankly the end of that the city leagues it was the end of the summer league as far as sunny hill and things like that go and it was like aau had just completely taken over so what are the biggest difference you see in those days and now um like you said like mo- most of those leagues are are I remember playing in Sunny Hill. I mean, you're playing against um, pretty much every yeah. uh, student athlete or that was came back in the Philly area. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the guys that were here in the summer school uh, out of all yeah. the programs. In college, too. In college. I feel like that, su- that dynamic changed things so much. Because AAU was just high school. Right. You know and then you mean? played against pros, too. So it was, yeah. I mean, you, played, you might be playing against men. It was yeah. unbelievable. It was great. Uh, not to take anything away from AAU, I know times have changed and mm-hmm. uh, we involved, but that's definitely something that is that has changed. I wish there was a way you could, you know, manage both. Yeah. Um, but definitely miss miss those days. Mm-hmm. All right. So in coaching, you know, over these past couple of years, starting off at Penn State, now you're back at Villanova. What did you see happening with the Big Five from afar? Um, from afar is that this, this the same uh, passion um, mm-hmm. and I try to pay attention more. I know I was busy coaching elsewhere, yeah. but you just know those games are just, just gritty, the grind. Um, and, you know, I'm Villanova yeah. you know, for for life. So I would definitely pay attention and um, but just love the success that, you know, the guys that always continue to carry on that torch. Like, we try to be the best every single year. And, yeah. and you guys did a great job with that. Um, and then hopefully, you know, we just keep it going. Mm-hmm. So, in this year in coaching uh, and seeing, you know, how things shook out in the Big Five, obviously having a challenging game against LaSalle, uh, loss against Penn, one against St. Joe's and Temple at home. Uh, what did you see the biggest difference of your time in the Big Five? versus this year being on the coaching staff at Nova and seeing it again. Because for me, it was weird. It was like, wow, I was just I was just in these games. So to be sitting here on the bench in a suit watching this unfold, to me it almost looked completely different. Right. What was your take on that? It was definitely, um, it was definitely all business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, actually me being a player and actually playing in it, I got to, I had fun being a part of it that way. Yes. And also me coming back was different for the Big, big Five because – we have uh, Ashley Howard at LaSalle, so like that was that was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Coach Dumphy's last year. Yeah. At, uh, so that was you know he, he it was like a farewell t- tour for him. Yeah. Um, in Philly, um, but it, it it's it's um it was cool to be and witness as a coach instead of being just 
you know, as a player, uh-huh. um, just to see, you know. And then I went back. I went to the uh, the the Big Five um, award ceremony, and some of the players that came back, some of the Hall of Fame players, and Mike Nardi got a, a, um, was um, inducted this year. Yeah. So uh, it was cool for me to just sit back and 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 um, take this all in mm-hmm. from a coaching standpoint, and not just a player. Mm-hmm. Second to last question. What is your perspective as a coach? You get to see everything unfolding. And then as a player, you're kind of in the eye of the storm. You're in the middle of everything happening. Which one did you find more enjoyable? I know your coaching career is nowhere near over. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, which one did you find more enjoyable? Um, I don't know. It's it's very different for me. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed trying to be the hardest worker and going up against other players. And they, they have so much respect because – we play um, so hard. Yeah. Now I enjoy trying to help young men yeah. uh, figure out how to play every possession of how Villanova plays forty uh-huh. minutes. You know, you know the whole yeah. um, spill. <laughs> but I enjoy being on this side, um, um, just because I always knew I wanted to coach. Yeah. I knew the ball was gonna stop bouncing one day. So, oh, man, I don't know if I can answer that question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you, you can only play for so so long, but maybe coaching more because it's going to be for X amount of years. Yeah. But, um, I'm glad I was able to do it, you know, at Villanova and at a high level and then now coach back here as well. Mm-hmm. All right, well, a lot. It's not second to last question. This is the second to last <laughs> question because I have to follow up from that. You said that you always wanted to coach, and I remember you expressed that before. Um, and you've always been described as a great leader. Like every one of your teammates I talk to, they, they immediately say like you were a great leader. You were the most accountable person on the floor at all times. You know, you held yourself to a different standard that nobody else could seem to hold you to, and that's why your team saw the success that they did. At what point did you know that you wanted to coach, and what do you think in you triggered that? Because I feel like. In so many ways, you kind of see the trajectory for a lot of guys who are great coaches. You see it as their players. You kind of see, all right, he, you know, once he steps out, or she, sorry, once he <laughs> or she steps outside of this realm, they would be great if they could just sit back and watch all of it unfold because they, they that's how their mind is wired. At what point did you feel, okay, coaching is for me? Um, definitely in high school. Um, I knew that I, when the ball stopped bouncing, I wanted to coach. Yeah. And my mother – and father, my both my parents, they did an amazing job of um, being on me constantly. Like, you know, the ball's gonna stop bouncing one day. Like, yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do? What are you gonna do? And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have <laughs> some time now to, to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so that was, you know, for me that was an easy, um, I guess, a backup plan. Cause, yeah. You know, every kid wants to go to the NBA. It's because I love basketball. That's all I know. I, I remember going to the gym at um, when I was like five or six, just sitting on the sideline watching my father yeah. uh, play, and that's how I, I started to love the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and then like being on AAU teams and, and high school teams, um, like the the guys just I don't know if it was my personality of my upbringing of. But I, most of the players would just come to me, you know, yeah. if they had a problem or whatnot. And I was kind of like the, kind of like a player coach yeah, as yeah. well. Like sometimes when a coach is tough on you, you know, I would talk to them. So yeah. um, just watching that and, and then watching how 
playing here, how coach, I saw how coach wanted certain guys to play. It took me a while to understand, to play that way, yeah. but I understood it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just feel as if that I can help guys uh, figure it out sooner than later. And mm-hmm. so that's why coaching, I mean, I mean, coaching is, is, is uh, something that I always wanted to do. And I, it's very, it's like very surreal for me to be mm-hmm. coaching back at Villanova where I played and mm-hmm. me bringing my sons around to kind of experience that. It's so dope to me. It's dope as hell. Shout out Dash. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out Nova. Nova. I was about to say, Nova. but you know, Dash is just, yeah. Dash is my guy. Dash is my guy. Dash, the fact that Dash has tagged Uncle D-Ray, I was like, you know what? He's my guy. The fact that he remembered that is just, he's there. A funny story about Dash. Um, so Dash is my three-year-old. One, my one-year-old is, is Nova. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to teach and groom Dash. So like we'll go over like his letters and yeah. like, where, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do? What does your father do? So it's like, Dash, like, what's, what's your first name? He goes, Dash, Dash, what's your last name? Anderson. And this is the first time I've ever... Uh, asked him this question. I was like, "What's your What's your little brother's name? Nova. What's your little What's your little brother's last name?" He goes, "Nation." And <laughs> me and my wife, who went to Villanova as well, died laughing. He didn't understand it, but he was he was on it. He's on it. Blue blood. Yes. So we call him it. Nova Nation to this day. He's so, on it. You yeah. You gotta. You gotta. First of all, that would definitely be the clip that we use. <laughs> <laughs> that we use in this. But you have to keep up with that. You have to keep up with. That. I was like, I was like, hold on. Where the hell is he going with this? Nova. I think about to say something else crazy, like write or something. <laughs> but, all, right, all right. To wrap up. To wrap up. On, on a serious note, the, the landscape of the Big Five has changed, and it's going to play into the resurgence of it. For a while, the Big Five, you know, obviously with Villanova seeing the success that we saw time and time again, um, it kind of got dulled out, to be quite honest. People forgot how big the Big Five is, um, no pun intended, in college basketball. But the landscape has just completely changed. Ashley Howard, like we said, is the uh, coach at LaSalle going into his second year. You said Fran Dunphy has just had his last year. He's followed up by Aaron McKee. Phil Martelli was actually his last year. We didn't know it in the beginning. Right. But at the end, Coach Billy Lang, you know, steps into that spot. And Steve Donahue has been there at Penn for a couple of years, fresh off a Big Five title. Everything has changed in the Big Five outside of Villanova's, you know, uh, head coach. What do you think is about to happen moving forward? That's a great question. Um, I love – I'm like old school. So I played in the old school Big East mm-hmm. um, when Syracuse, West Virginia, Louisville. And I love those, you know, environments and games. There's nothing wrong with the Big East now. Yeah. Things change, and I, and I understand it. Um, but, man, if the Big Five was no longer – oh, man, I don't know. Maybe because I, I played in it, it might be mm-hmm. different. But I know the landscape is, is um, you know, has definitely changed, and we shall see what happens. Um, I don't know if that means uh, tournament style, yeah. uh, the Big Five no longer exists, or if we continue to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was – I love the Big Five. I love the Big Five. So mm-hmm. that's my two cents on, on all of that. All right, all right. Dwayne Anderson, like I said, Villanova legend. I don't care if you don't think so. I'm sticking <laughs> to it. And thank you for being on the show, man. D-Ray, man, I appreciate it. Nothing but love. Uh, the best of luck to you. You're, you're doing an amazing job. And, oh, and stay tuned. Stay My tuned. man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.